Creation Philosophy, episode 179. Hello, welcome to the show, everybody. The theme of today is planning. So I brought on a master planner himself, Aaron Cortez, or Rodriguez, or however your last name is. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem, man. How's the... Uh, How's the planning going? Oh, I don't plan that far ahead. Plan, you don't plan that far? Wait. I didn't plan for this. <laughs> you didn't plan for this? No, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. Just taking the time to recover from uh, the TKO. Just letting my letting myself feel fully rested and, you know, making sure all the concussion symptoms are gone away mm-hmm. before I get back to serious training, so... You know, with all that serious training I took. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the serious training that led. Right. That, that led to it, yes. Yeah. The, the good old good old plans. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, throwback to, I remember when we first uh, podcast, it was you and your your friend Kong. My adoptive brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all about how, uh, it's all about your, plan, your plans for fighting, like, from yeah. from there but I guess the plans for fighting then led to actual fighting well I mean so. things were a little different I was actually training back then yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then you know just decided to take this because of that why the hell not never gonna get this opportunity really so mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. just uh, with everything that happened this past what year and a half how yeah. lockdown was and you know all the regulations on gyms and competition it just seemed like if not now then you know never and why not just try it yeah just just taking that taking that leap yep. towards that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then i guess your plan is just competing like at well once you've fully recovered yeah from there trying to get a little bit more grappling first and then just work my way up into some striking so yeah some striking you know, some street beefs street beefs no i don't know maybe we'll see uh <laughs> definitely want to compete to uh local Boxing, amateur boxing, maybe mm-hmm. some uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, mm-hmm. work my way back up into taekwondo. MMA. Oh, hey, I've already got their black belts. Uh, Olympic taekwondo. Yeah. yeah. I'm on. The, I'm number one on the women's team. <laughs> you can't prove I didn't is, identify. Is how you when identify? I when I broke those records, that's how I identified. Got it. Yeah. So. Got it. Yeah. Just uh, getting back, maybe finding some wrestling to work in, just working everything, just going back to basics and not taking... Uh, not taking away the opportunity to like put everything together, mm-hmm. you know, feeling fully prepared to coming into the next competition. Yeah. So, well, that's the thing with plan because I feel with planning, you need to have some equal action that that, that goes along with it because yeah. you can plan and then if you never execute on anything, then yeah. what was really the the use of that plan? Right. I mean, most of the time in the past, I've just executed without planning, or without I've just planning, planned and yes. never executed. So it's just. Getting them, you know, to the line up of that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I kind of get how to do both, just like trying to have the discipline to make them work together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if given the time, I think the right planning and the right execution, I think I could perform pretty decently under most of the most of the rules for how I'd like to compete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. You know, put in the effort, put in the right time, just go out and compete and see results come about. Got it. Yeah. Uh, how, about, how about you, Endo? How's your, I guess, right now your approach to like to having a balance of planning and also action? Um. Yeah, I definitely 
I definitely value being thoughtful and I appreciate a good plan for sure. Um, like, I guess if it were for me, I like to know uh, well ahead of time that I've got a competition and I'm going to prepare for it. Um, if you don't mind my asking, Aaron, mm-hmm. like, uh, what was your thought process of taking a short notice, like, very short notice, like, two, day, days. two days notice fight? Like, did you consider just waiting for an opportunity where you would have more time to prepare? Yeah, I mean, her, if there was a fight chance, you know, somebody was asked if they wanted to, they said no. Opportunity came to me. I wanted to, and... You know, didn't really think that I was that underprepared with the lack of training. You know, in the past three weeks leading up to it, I got like two days out of the week on average that I was actually able to train. So I just thought that I was good enough on that, just not as rusty as I was with my gross motor skills. So I kind of was overconfident in my my base technique, thought that would be enough and not the conditioning for the fight. I underestimated that, and that kind of made me... Um, realized that I hadn't taken training for granted for like what it actually does mm. and you know knowing the value of it and the timing of training too so I think execution is a big thing about timing so I mean I've I've done a lot of like reckless stupid shit in the past <laughs> so this isn't anything new but in terms of uh, why I just wanted to take it on short notice I mean it just was offered up on a platter as an easy way and you know I'd never really had the opportunity presented itself that easily, so I just thought, why not? Mm-hmm. Really just to see if I was, on like my worst given day, how will I do? So I just really wanted that feedback. Okay. I think my personality, um, I'm, I'm less, I'm more reluctant to do, to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of where I am right now. I, I, I uh, advise on this podcast, I've advi- advised taking risks, taking chances, uh, not being fearful. And I don't think I am fearful, and I think I am open to taking risks, but I also highly value preparation time. I, I think this comes from my, my time as a musician, mm-hmm. and I know what it's like, even being very skilled and... And I've done it a million times. Um, I, I even deep into my musical career, like if if the band hadn't rehearsed in a while, it was always a, or or even played together in a while, it was always a sketchy thing. Whenever we had a short, short notice show that we were unprepared for, and there's a lot you can fall back onto that's inside you and your subconscious through all the previous reps, but the sharpness isn't there, and it. Uh, it's it's easy for for me to be sloppy, and um, so like if you ask Shiloh and Ender, I think they they would say I, I tend to over prepare and mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. um, and, and it goes beyond just like performance. When I when I'm like thinking about like buying a new guitar pedal or. Mm-hmm buying anything you know i i tend to do a ton of research yeah and i'm not just gonna like add to cart you know i 
I just, uh, I, I watch every video about it and see how people, different people use it yeah. and see if it fits how I think I'm going to use it. And I think uh, the same is true. I, so I've, I've taken that mentality to my uh, martial arts competition mindset too. Like, um, like I'm planning on doing a grappling competition at the end of August. And mm-hmm. I've started uh, running every Tuesdays and Thursdays, which I hate running. So I just... Uh, I am a believer of uh, taking risks and taking the plunge and just going, but I also tend to like preparation, yeah. a, like a lot. And no. I think that comes from my time as a musician. Because I, I, know, I know the times that I've performed as a musician with, with poor preparation, and I just I, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, don't like that feeling of being uh, of being unprepared, like from there. Yeah, but yeah, I think that does. Yeah, because once again, it's that it's that dichotomy of you know t- taking action and then also planning for that. And I think yeah. I, there's so there have been times as a musician where I've been underprepared in a band. Yeah, and there have been times uh, like when I'm playing solo acoustic guitar at like at a wedding. Yeah, and I've been both prepared and unprepared in mm-hmm. in all those in both of those different kinds of gigs. Yeah, and when you're un- underprepared and you have band members that can carry you up when you're not at your best, mm-hmm. that's a completely different feeling than when you're all alone. Yeah, and so when I'm um, preparing for a grappling competition, I always, it, it, I think subconsciously it just reminds me of preparing for a solo gig. Like I, it's just going to be me. So yeah. I better, I better do, do my due diligence and yeah. make sure I've crossed all my T's and dotted all my I's. Yeah. Cause the other person there, well, they'll carry you off the mat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either unconscious or a, a limb of yours, but yeah, like from there, yeah. In terms of that, I would agree, and I think I'm I kind of fall in between where I do I do prepare, but then I also do take a healthy amount of risk just in my life, just because of I think either just personality type or that's just what what, what I've gotten used to, like from from there and seeing both i would just say i well i think overall the people you know the three people talking here i feel like we i mean this may be out of out of the question but i feel like we take more risk than let's say like most people like from there or at least like by partaking in uh partaking in a discipline and an art where i guess there's bodily injury could occur like from that i think that's simply that's probably, yeah, probably i would, more I would say simply yeah. training yeah how we train is more risky than the average than person. the average person <laughs> yeah like from from there so i would i would say just like from most people that i've seen like let's just say like yeah the 99 percent. like from that i think most people just end up living kind of a comfortable life comfortable risk-free conditions like from from there as opposed so uh while I do understand the case of planning for this, I mean, because how often have we heard about this when we know someone that's, oh man, I'm planning to get in shape, that that whole plan, and it's that continuous, whatever, 
two, three, four, five, six year plan on How getting you doing in shape. Oh, I'm still yeah. planning. Yeah, still planning on I'm that. Planning I did plan on. I plan on planning to then plan that. And I think uh, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot. I feel. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think the weight loss or getting into better physical shape. I feel like that that that's a common one that that really occurs, especially I feel in you know this kind of area where or this kind of nation where food is not really that scarce and it's accessible. Yeah. Like from there, so like pretty much what I what I would say is like, hey, take that. Plans are great, but then do the planning and then start to do the action like along with it. Right. You think there's probably like that balance you're talking about. They should each hold each other accountable. If you're just taking action without planning it, that's kind of like probably risk aversive. And yeah. if you're just planning without taking action, then you're just, you know, you're not doing it. Yeah, you're not, you're not doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. I definitely understand like Endo's perspective, but he's already, you know, he's already looking towards that competition. Like the competition's happening sure. or going to happen. And then there's just getting over preparedness. It's sure. not like a matter of like, well, maybe there's something that right. that's coming in there. I feel when it comes to that, when there's like a date in mind or where there's an event in mind that kind of brings you more focus because that becomes more abstract if there wasn't anything like to prepare for that I would say. I mean, being in competitions myself, it's oh, like, definitely. Yeah, I it's, mean, the whole like two days it was like I, w- I didn't feel nervous until the like day before and mm-hmm. then day of and like the day I, one day I had to think it over it wasn't nervous at all and just like oh do I really want to do this do I not and I was like did I just say this and not mean it and then I'm like oh, whatever I just want to get through the experience and win or lose like I'll have this feedback mm-hmm. I'll at least like have done it and that's what I really wanted it's Got just it. the experience. Yeah, getting that experience of putting yourself in that situation. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, you know me, I do a lot of planning of, like, just planning and not actually executing because yes. I get distracted and I, like, lose the the motivation to, like, execute if I view it as not worth my time yeah. on a lot of stuff. So I I know myself in that habit I have. I just kind of wanted to say fuck it and just jump on something. Yeah. And, you know, it gave myself not the expectation to fail but the permission to fail of just like knowing that i took a risk and knowing that any result that happens it's uh it's not good or bad it's just a result because i took such a risk and i kind of like surrendered to the experience because i know i was so unprepared that's like not really anything in my control let's just see what happens you know Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted this more as like what would happen if i fought someone who knew how to fight yeah and i thought this was a smoker i didn't even know this was an amateur fight yeah i didn't (laughs) so i don't i don't think i was underestimating my opponent but i definitely wasn't prepared for that caliber of opponent yeah and then i mean looking at it at, at that result and then realizing that okay my my process could change or i mean definitely i feel like your process and preparation like changed upon having having to get that experience right yeah. like even if you had now if you have four weeks to prepare like from there i feel like you would treat that differently than if you didn't have that experience yeah i mean if i have like a time in mind it's kind of easy for me to follow a plan and just do everything day by day i like i like having a a system set up to not have to think about executing where mm-hmm. the timing is kind of like taking care of itself and and just a routine that's very uh, easy to follow on on the nature of itself, you know, something that I want to get done or something where I know why I'm doing it, it makes it really easy to get it done. Mm -hmm. So just having that date in mind is really motivating to, like, 
actualize the goal. Mm-hmm. When when you have something in in your mind in your mind's eye that you can picture and you have that as like the motivation, it's really how bad do you want it? I mean, and that's more of an internal question. So, you know, you'll motivate yourself to be as prepared as you can, and you know how much you want that experience is gonna be a really large facet of what you're willing to do, how how far you're willing to push yourself. At mm-hmm. least that's what I think. Because I mean, I'm not afraid of training hard. I just haven't put myself in a place to take training seriously for a competition huh. i've always just jumped into it thinking like life is training thinking life is training. i'm training for life and this is just how will i do train for the streets an- another killer <laughs> on the streets <laughs> yes the street yeah. beefs before it was cool yeah yeah i can definitely see that side of it but I, I i know for me like i train pretty consistently and pretty hard yes every, every week week to week but there's something about at least for my personality, when I uh, circle the date on the calendar, not not that I use a physical calendar, but like metaphorically, like, when, like when it's like this, yeah. this, this is this is the day this it's going to happen. Day. This is what we play. And for. let's say we're like six weeks <laughs> out. We is yeah. like when I decided to do the grappling competition that's coming up. Yeah, uh, it change it changes the way you normally train. Like mm-hmm. my uh, my training instantaneously just got way more intense yeah and my goals in training change too like usually i'm pretty playful when i'm grappling i'm exploring i'm kind of just getting in there and experimenting trying things um oftentimes trying dumb things you know and seeing where they fail and why they fail and Mm -hmm. just being kind of playful and as soon as we circle that date on the calendar it's like oh we're just going to spam the a game and refine it to a, a fine edge yeah and uh and and bump up the intensity mm-hmm. we're going to start running even though we don't like running <laughs> and yeah. uh so it i think there's there's definitely a benefit to circling that date in the calendar and yeah having having that different kind of training and then as soon as the competition's done and there's not another one on the horizon you can always go back to the what for me is like the norm i know my normal mode of training yeah it's yeah, it's a change of focus. It's like more intentional, I guess. Mm-hmm. Intentional in terms of what you're, in in terms of like what you're training for, in terms of like what your practice is now. I mean, it would be akin to like a sports team, right? They, they, they play the preseason different than how they play the season. They play the playoffs different than how they would. And then like the yeah. training camp is yeah. completely different. Like yeah. they're just kind of getting back in shape. And yeah. Right. I mean, even in how you train in lifting, we still treat that the same with how we structure a fight camp with, you know, eight weeks out, four like weeks out, peak. 12 weeks yeah. out. Yeah, the macro cycles yeah. and all that. I know for me, I gain a lot of benefit with that planned deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the same with uh, with gigs, too. I think that it probably informed the way I look at things, because at least for me, uh Grappling competitions are a lot like gigs to me. Um, but what, what's amazing with my time as a musician for decades, I could I could play a show every every week, like once a week. Um, uh, I don't know how sustainable that would be for me, like in martial arts. But yeah. um, there was just so much more opportunities of frequency and consistency of being able to do what's essentially like a competition all, yeah. all the time. So you you get used to 
different modes of preparation, different reasons and purposes of rehearsals. Like, like uh, there were stretches where we were writing for a new, writing new material. That's completely different than when you're just uh, preparing the stuff you do now for for the upcoming show. Yeah, you know, and so I think that was that's helped me a lot. Got it. Because that'd be like different modes of training. Like you wouldn't be trying to work on new material right before like a, a big show or no. just like how, Hey, time to try some new techniques. Oh, when are you competing? Oh, three days from now. Yeah. I was like from, from there. And then, yeah. and, and vice versa. If, if you don't have a, a gig in, on the horizon, if you just like keep grinding away at the songs, you know, it's like you're wasting that time. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like there is a, there is a, there is a time to not be just spamming your A game and just, yeah. okay thinking about competition with uh the history you guys have had with competing i mean do you feel like there was a point where you kind of recognized when you know you're ready for competition level because for me personally i just try to like give myself a time frame out and then i just trust the process like whatever i happens i know how hard i was able to work on that and it's like that is what gives me confidence of completing that but is there a certain point in time where you guys feel you know you're ready or do you just carry out the training no matter what and then you're ready competition day i would say i mean it's tough. well when when we say that competition like in a martial arts kinds of sense sure that's kind of i wouldn't say kind of i i think it it really varies from like person to person because i really think it de- it depends on uh, i think it depends on if the individual believes that they're ready or that they want to like that they want to compete or put themselves in there and i guess skill wise and now that i've you know been in it for for several years there's always there's yeah of course there's like a skill base that i would want someone to be at but more so i'd rather somebody just be in a good mental state and by mental state i mean like that they're one eager to compete they shouldn't feel like pressured to compete that they just want to compete and they're fine with the pressure that competition brings because i'd rather have someone have as positive an experience with that pressure that that they can because i don't want them to then get like negative connotations about competition or or events like that because then they don't they don't get as many takeaways like from there and then i want them to like shirk away from from competition so if i feel like someone's like hesitant to compete and they just don't want to put themselves in that kind of then like you don't need to because (laughs) we're not gladiators you're not actually (laughs) having to have to uh put yourself into into the arena like that you gotta have just a willingness like to to do so like from there i think that's more of a mental attitude that i want to see i have never never once felt ready for any gig or competition yeah. from a skill perspective. I've gone to every, into every single moment of, of uh, a performance situation feeling like there's more to be done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've never felt ready, but what I've gotten better at over time and what I think I'm decently good at now is just I stopped worrying about where I am and just just going to do my best you know Mm. I did what I did and here we are and I'm going to do my best and then we'll move on from there after that after it's done 
and find out what, what, what more I need to do, but I've never felt ready. So I've just gotten better at just, just not worrying, doing my best. And yeah. I would agree with that notion. I think one of my teammates like said, I have a, like a fuck it button and I just go and do it. And just he he just said that like seeing just how I enter competitions and then he goes like yeah patrol you just have like a switch and you just like press it and then you just go forward and I was like oh I guess that's that's true and that because I would agree in terms of skill it's like is there there's always there's, always, there's always something skill that's, that's just I, I that's just how it goes <laughs> yeah for sure in any art <laughs> I guess I've also yeah. gotten better at knowing myself and knowing when I feel like I'm definitely not ready. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference mm-hmm. between feeling ready, which I've never experienced, yeah. but there I've, I've gotten better at, at understanding. It's like, Oh, I'm definitely not ready. Yeah. I did not prepare well. That yeah. skill or that feedback. How long did that kind of, kind of take to develop or like what that was took really a while. Good and yeah. it's just like, you just, just failing. Yeah. It's just like the pot is hot. You can tell it's so hot, but the pot's hot. It. But then it's like, oh, you mean this pot? Ah! Yeah. Did someone like, say pot? Yeah. Oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for yeah. sure, you fail in certain ways and in, 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 in more times. than one way, Zenda. I uh, fail in many ways. <laughs> sure, but, but that's what I mean. Like uh, yeah. certain kinds of prepar- levels of preparation, and yeah. it, it produces certain levels of performance, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I should probably not do that next I mean, time. It definitely yeah. makes you more resilient to like yeah. the feeling of failure, I think. I mean, I think that's something you talked on the last episode. Yeah, that's losing. definitely good to, to get used to and numb to failing Yeah, and understanding the utility of it. But not yeah. so numb that you just take it as a status quo. Yeah. Some people yeah. accept loss before they even try. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It. It's a balance of that. Yeah. Yeah, because then what? Because then if you get too far into like it's almost a comfort. Like, well, yeah. here I go losing again. Because yeah. then you kind of see that, that. I mean, that kind of losing at that kind of that's how you get. Yeah, you gotta yeah. end up being okay, always okay with losing, but always hating losing. Yeah, yes. like that's, you that's, can't that's lose the that. fine balance. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess it's like understanding it exists, but not wanting it to be there. Yeah, having <laughs> I mean, like yeah. fire, but like not letting it spread, but like just keeping just a bit enough to like keep that fire going yeah like manageable yeah without it getting yeah i mean there's that like arc and white belt mentality or just experience of people trying grappling they're you know when they first get into that situation of oh i can't do anything it's like how do they feel with that feeling and you mm-hmm. know, are they willing to wait it out to learn how to do something or do they just hate not feeling like they can do anything yeah. so much that they just don't even want to associate with that anymore true it is that fight or flight I mean, scenario once sometimes again. not even under like extreme pressure sometimes just teaching someone a technique and they want to get it they want to be good at something mm-hmm. and they won't even like take the time to try to like see if they can or not they're just mad that they don't get it right away which is such a strange thing because yeah. there's nothing you can be good at immediately yeah. how dare i not be good at this but right it's such now. a common thing to yeah. see like all the time yeah. a lot more than I would think. Yeah. You'd actually have to, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but just going out and like seeing it, it's baffling. Yeah. I've been training for two months. Why, why am I not why good am I at this? Happier? Yeah. Wait, how long has he been training? Two weeks. Well, why can he do that? Cause you've only trained for one week. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this, this isn't for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> uh, how long have you been training? Aaron? Two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> 
two year weeks. <laughs> Definitely just two weeks. You've been working with some of your friends who have never grappled before, right? Uh, only to like make sure that I still know jujitsu after the concussion. <laughs> I'm showing them like the very fundamentals. What, what's, how's that been going? Like showing receptive. I mean, people. I'm. I feel like um, just finding ways that can communicate, not dumping too much information, giving it at just the right, just enough that they're still feeling uh, comfortable with it, that they're not intimidated by it. It's not too competitive, but still just showing them what it what it is and like uh giving them the tools rather than like saying here this is what you do this is how you do it and then they don't learn it and they're just drilling so it's a uh, it's good practice for me to drill the reps in my head to like just get the fundamentals back and also just to show like practice my teaching how can i communicate with someone especially like people who have no knowledge of it so yeah when they have no base like yeah. from there forces me to be more patient or it makes sure that i understand it myself if i can explain it yes I definitely, yeah, the kind of teaching element. I guess back to the planning thing, it's always been interesting to me. Uh, I'm not sure how I've gotten a sense of it, but typically when I, when, when I meet people or when I see people that first start martial arts, I'm trying to explain like how I know, but some, but sometimes like somehow I know when people, oh, this person is going to stick with it, like from here and here, just depending on how, how, how they take in things. And in terms of, yeah, in terms of like how, when when I see a beginner and then just like how how they move or how they think or how they act in terms of in terms of that, I kind of get a sense like oh this might because you're asking like when someone's ready for competition. Uh, there's I mean there's several people that I've you know worked with and then I've said oh yeah this person will eventually become like a, f- a fighter or they'll be they'll be a competitor because that's usually pretty few and, f- and far in between. So I'm trying to think or extrapolate like what the qualities is it that I that I notice that made somebody like want to become or that wanted to compete but I guess like for you Aaron like what is it about martial arts that makes you want to compete in it mm, it's really fun for me of just moving the whole body and the the mind game of having to watch out for things the multifacetedness of MMA it's very active and engaging and it's one of the only like physical activities that always kind of draws me into the present moment. There's not a lot of things I enjoy that much that I can focus on for long periods of time. And it is one of the things I think is just kind of in my childhood growing up, it was always more like a, of a play thing and it just uh, never went away of like that playfulness aspect. So just for me, it just kind of felt like climbing or running or jumping, just like a natural natural extension of what it is, you know, someone can do. So, uh, I don't know, it's always been a lifelong passion, and I just kind of want to see, competitive-wise, what I can get out of myself. Mm-hmm. Hold myself a little bit more accountable just to put some purpose with the intention of training, yeah. rather than just training and, you know, going hard for no goal and burning out or just not putting any effort in training and just being too passive like testing yourself essentially Mm -hmm. win or lose either way i mean could happen either way and it's not really in my control other than what i do to prep so until i go and have the experience and find out doesn't really matter to me until after the results like nothing before matters until after and then nothing until after matters the only thing that matters is in that moment what's going on and what i do to decide to get there Hmm. yeah I think yeah, people that want to partake in, in that kind of challenge is kind of what 
people that end up getting into competition, like wanting to do. Yeah, that nature of persons kind of few and far in between. I mean, I've already been trying to start like Fight Club since I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I've already been on this path. (laughs) If this didn't exist, I would have found something very similar. Don't talk about it. Hey, hey, hey. I'm I'm not good with following rules, Pachello, as as we all know. (laughs) Reading. I can't read. I wasn't told there'd be reading. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, the kind of person that wants to compete, I feel like with how someone first gets into exposure with martial arts, you know, depending on what kind of uh, instructor they're working with, that can also really dictate how they're going to take to martial arts. I mean, like what you were saying with when you want someone to compete, you care more about the comfort of uh, their mentality, the state of mind that they're in. My mentality, bro. Right. I feel like that's uh, pretty similar to like when you're first being exposed to martial arts. The nature of it can be a little uncomfortable for some people, just mm-hmm. like how much contact there is or like how intense the training is. So what you're exposing them to, I feel like the worst thing is that's happened to someone is the worst thing that's happened to somebody. So like just how difficult they've had in their exposure of life, it might be a little intimidating for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like their environmental factors. Yeah, some people just have life way too easy. You was what? No. Yeah, some people just have this it. This is what we fly for. <laughs> too fucking easy. Yeah, and it's good that they want to challenge themselves. And I'm just happy that anybody is curious about anything martial arts related. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that somebody should have some idea, have self-defense or just shit hits the fan. How can I not get my ass kicked at some basic level of protecting myself? But how far anyone wants to take it is totally up to them. You know, this isn't for everybody. It's a little bit of an intense like hobby to have. Yes. You know, like you said, we're a little bit more averse risk takers compared to the average person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I understand that. And when I'm trying to work with like a... Uh, my friends who are just beginners, I try to approach it with uh, creating an environment that's most welcoming for them to kind of have that experience on their own. I don't want anything I'm doing about it to dictate how they feel about it. Hmm. I should just provide quality teaching to let them take it in, and then whether or not they want to do that, I want me to only be a neutral or minimal positive factor. I don't want to be the the Mm -hmm. sole motivation or more than they want it, and I don't Mm want to be hindering to them. Yeah. So that's kind of how trying I'm just be like, kind of, kind of just guiding them in, yeah. in that kind of sense. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to, like, I'm kind of there, but at the same time, you want to push, like, well, you know, figure it out, you know? Are you like Jesus on the beach? <laughs> there were two foots. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you uh, present the idea of teaching them to them, or did they come to you and ask you, or how, did, how did that come about? I always like to make it uh, just kind of like throw it out there like, hey, if you ever want to see something, feel free to ask me. See something, say something. Exactly. And they said something. They said something. (laughs) No, they wanted to learn uh, self-defense. And uh, so I wanted to show them the basics so they could kind of make up their mind how far they want to take the training or how much, how often they would want to train, if any, at all. But uh, it was more of, they came to me because of some stuff happening in the news with, uh, I think it was like a while back when there was a lot more Asian hate crimes. There was like an Asian man oh, yeah. in Bothell who was stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, me working at Bubble Tea Shop, obviously, no, I, I run with the Asians. Yeah, like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just uh, friends that wanted to learn some self-defense, so I wanted to make that an opportunity for them and, you know, 
never try to say that I have all the secrets or that I'm the only source for, you know, this avenue. It's like explore it yourself, figure it out what you like. And, you know, if you really like it, if you really want to put in the work, you know, I'm not making it harder. I'm here if anyone wants to train. So that was kind of my attitude after last year trying to take on a small group of getting friends a little bit more committed of just trying to find able training partners for people who are wanting to learn the fundamentals of boxing. And then once that group kind of fell out with uh, just time, you know, summer ending, people weren't really wanting to be as committed. So I just oh, you changed want to do my this, approach. Like, all the time? Why? <laughs> you mean this isn't only when I'm conveniently free? Yeah, yeah. Isn't, what, isn't but why would you do weird? that? Like how weird we are, I guess. Like most people just don't want to do something all the time, every yeah. day. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with us. <laughs> there, there's a lot of things wrong with us, but I think one thing I'm good at is finding the other people that, that are want to do that, that. That, that have something wrong with them. Yeah. Like from there. Yes. Yeah. I've met your friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know that. I think it's just a matter of brute forcing it. Yeah. <laughs> like from, from I, I mean, I don't think it's wrong yeah. to do it this way. I don't know why it's not more appealing for others to yeah. want to, to want to, to do something. Every, oh yeah. Oh no. Every I've, day. I've, I'm very fine with my lifestyle. As soon as my mom disapproved of it, which then made <laughs> ah, I know I'm winning. I know this is it. <laughs> this is how we win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it is a very. Um, if your Asian parent is disappointed in you, you know you've made it as a first generation American. Yeah, exactly. They go whoa, whoa, whoa! Too much freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be yourself? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take those words as signs of disrespect. We moved you here so you could have freedom. Yeah. Don't, what are you using all that freedom? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're using it all. <laughs> Leave some for us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Freedom for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's, no, but it's always interesting to me then seeing how, you know, beginners plan out and what they're, I guess what 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 their goals or what they're trying to reach in terms of uh, martial arts are like from there because then it's a matter of yeah you know, if you're teaching them like hey, how can you assist them to get to that uh, to what whatever their intentions are sure it's like yeah. intentions and like plans from there and knowing like when it's worth it I'm sure you've run into this a lot of just figuring out which people you've like you oh said. it's never worth it really <laughs> that's kind of the thing Aaron how do you no. reduce it to find out like who actually wants to you just kind of like make it harder for them and whoever still is consistently there not necessarily make it harder it's just finding out like who who is it important for no. you know like is, is it a matter of yeah pretty much it's just a matter of internal motivation you know i because i offer like i offer like my time and help if if they want it and then if they am if you leave people to their own devices they'll end up doing what they'll do anyway I'm, I'm pretty confident that now seeing like me and the way i go about my life oh i was event i mean no matter what i was eventually gonna end up hitting whatever I would, I would end up finding fighting. I would end up finding like comedy. I would end up finding podcasting or whatever. Like eventually, just just due to like the way I was living my life. So, if like martial arts is a thing for you and you're given that opportunity, 
then you go you would you would go and take it and if it's not that good for you then you're given the opportunity but then you won't do anything with it and i would say like you know for you two guys in the room you guys were given opportunity to do martial arts and you're still doing it so i mean other people were given the same opportunity and as you've seen like they they didn't decided to go as far as you in, into that venture. So if anything, I'm very willing to always give someone an opportunity and then just see what they want to do with it. Yeah. yeah it's always interesting. It was interesting to me. Like my first year I was, I mean, I'm still super gung ho, but I was definitely gung ho in the beginning. Yes. And I encountered the sentiment of people who are more experienced. Like that's cute. Like, but just wait, you'll be, you'll be gone. And I and I would think to myself, like, you don't know. You don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me, son. <laughs> I, I would think that. But but they've seen it. And I yeah. and now that I'm more experienced and I, I see, I've seen people who were, who were gung-ho in the first six months and and then they disappeared. And and I don't know what, and I, I've seen, so I've seen, I've seen the small percentage of people who are gung-ho and they stay stay the course and then a lot of people who are gung-ho fade away and i don't know what the difference is and i didn't i don't know how i knew like i'm sure the people that that stopped probably felt the same way that i did like how, you don't know me you know they, you they probably know. yeah, yeah, yeah. they were probably thought the same thing yeah and thought that they were a lifer and then they weren't i don't and i don't know why that is or what happens and then I've seen the people that aren't that don't seem that gung ho, and, and then like, they become lifers. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. do this a couple times a week. I don't yeah. understand why you guys want to do this every day, <laughs> weirdos. Um, <laughs> but they do it three times. They they bump it up to three times, but then they do it every single week, and then yeah. they become a lifer. You know, yeah. it's like so. I don't know what it is. I'm not crazy like you people. I just do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then they are. Yeah. They're they're much more closer to us than yeah. the people that like kind of burned out and fizzled they, they burned brightly and then fizzled away yeah and fizzled out like from there yeah hmm because yeah, i'm sure you've seen people who look like yeah. lifers and then they're gone in like a year or two and it's yeah. like and and they always identify as someone who trains but like it's like you don't train like, anymore yeah you know? yeah. Like, back, yeah back when i trained i was like yeah that was uh <laughs> that that was a different person <laughs> like yeah. that yeah, no, it, it it is yeah, it is interesting, like for sure. And it's okay, like what what is the consistent about the people that or what what is that quality that makes somebody stay in that not not just like it not just in any art, but like like yeah, any art in really. Because like really <laughs> like there's few lifers in, in anything. In anything. People don't like yeah. to stick to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Stick to witness is is the exception. Hmm. Do you yeah, think the planning has anything to do with that, like, jump over from introduction to, like, commitment? Because don't they say, like, getting past blue belts the like the, the biggest hurdle where people just start to bail? Until right. the next hurdle. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next one. But no, no, but I see what you mean. Sometimes it's like that first, oh, this is going to be a while. Like, right. I think kind of realizing that. Yeah, like, you just don't know what you don't know and so, yeah. until there, like, is enough environmental exposure mm -hmm. there might be kind of like it's like engagement. that first peak when you're like aha I've we made it wait all. a minute no there's <laughs> why didn't you tell me there's still more right. if anything yeah. um yeah. what helps for i think people to get through that 
that second phase, the the, blue, the quote unquote blue belt phase, is throwing away the plan, like the plan to get a black belt, right. and just saying, "I'm just going to train." Yeah. And then by doing that, you end up leveling up. But but the people that had that plan, and then it's like, "Oh my God, this plan is impossible," mm-hmm. and then they they quit. So <laughs> do you think that's for, for sure? I was never worried about the plan because I had no plan going yeah. in. Well, my plan was simple: kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's not part of the plan. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Right. So it's that it's that balance like we talked about earlier. It's good to have plans, but when they're when they mean everything, and then you you run into like a pothole. It's like uh oh, and then the yeah. overambitious beginners like you know oh I'm going to do all this. I'm going to train this yeah. way. I'm going to go win in this. It's like yeah. nice, but you know like yeah, because I, I did have better? people like that that were around me. Like yeah. when I first thought, oh yeah, I'm going to do all do all this training and then become you know world champion. Blah blah blah. It's like what are you here, patrol? I'm just here to fuck shit up. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Kick ass and bubble gum. You want any bubble gum? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so, like, that planning phase, is that probably less of a beginner thing and a little bit more of an intermediate thing in terms of how I, I you want like to you always have to plan. Yeah, there's a difference yeah. between, like, the long-term strategic plan and then the, the, tactical. the tactical plan of, like, I've got this thing that's coming up in, a, in four weeks. Like, right. how am I going to prepare for it? Right, so planning overall is just going to be different for everybody for what they're planning for. And there's several plans. There's not just, right. like, oh, man, adhering to one yeah. one sacred plan. This is the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the, it's good to have long-term goals, but just... Don't make them, don't deify them too hard and just have them guide you and point you in a direction. And then it's good to have like the thing on the horizon that's going to push you. And then you can craft like specific preparation tactics to like optimize that thing. That's, that's how I do it anyways. That makes sense. You know, with talking about planning for competition, one just thing I've been trying to implement more is planning for just productivity overall because I mean one of the reasons why I took the fight in such short notice is I was kind of in a runt and just not feeling like anything moving anywhere just being awake or you know passing out from work every day like I said training two days a week so I just wanted to get the feeling of like having something to plan for again and so getting myself like that goal wanted to like put effort into the training so now that I can set some time aside to make my like uh, next competition have its own plan and like put that into accord I feel like each each training is going to have like a micro goal each week is going to have like some objective mini plan and then the way I approach that is just going to be smaller goals to see if I can like uh, complete that because I don't want to just put my plans on the pedestal and like reach so high that as if I don't complete them all, then it's like, oh, I failed or I fucked everything up. I want to give myself like a, a routine for success to build up into keeping the plans accountable. That habit of uh, just being always there and just taking that from training and overall into everyday life of trying to like plan what's my next day going to be like so that I don't end up losing my time or just feeling like something's wasted or not being productive, trying to plan the next day, trying to plan the week the weekend in advance and just like letting that skill kind of seep over into everyday life. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So definitely value the input on the planning. It's been really helpful, at least like seeing where it's not just like relevant in one of my most passionate skills, but like also how it's just relevant overall in everything. 
because it's easy to, easy to say like you're going to do something or you want to do something but then it's much more motivating when you kind of realize you have to do something of like if you really want it to work and everything else is like oh no I, like you can't ease up on yourself anymore you can't like give yourself like permission to like slack anymore it's it's just easier to follow a routine once you know like what you're really trying to work towards without yeah. that like planning and uh failing to plan planning to fail right yeah so. and i think it's also just living purposefully i think that that's kind of the key when it comes to uh when it comes to doing actions or doing pretty much completing things because you're because mo- you're not just motivated you're committed to doing those because you want to like from there and i think i mean that that's all i see from people that i help you know train that stick around i mean they're committed to themselves in terms of improving or else they wouldn't be there and if they're not i mean they'll they'll find a way out it's just being yeah the the direction that they're that they're gonna go is yeah, if, if you if left to their own devices and then like for me how i live my life is i understand like which direction like I, I want to go and then it's just optimizing getting to that point by having like a general idea but then being open to like being flexible in terms of having to change like scheduling and wise but having uh having a purpose in terms of going forward like from that it's kind of that's kind of how, how i look at it on like a day-to-day basis yeah, that makes sense. Like when you're purposeful, then when you do the training or when you do the preparation, there's like there's a reason. There's a reason for it, a yeah. specific reason. Like, like going through the motions. Yeah. yeah, like I see people go to jujitsu class, and you know, it's they're learning the random technique of the day, and it's like whatever. But and then they roll, and it's like whatever. But yeah. you know, like I'll go and like. I really want to learn this guard, so this whole month I'm just going to play this guard that mm. I suck at, and um, uh, or you know I got a competition in in a month, so this whole month I'm just gonna I'm gonna ratchet up the intensity. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna roll to win more, quote unquote win. Whereas my training isn't usually focused on that when I, when there is no competition on the horizon. So having that purpose inform why you're doing what you're doing um, focuses things at least for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then yeah and it can be and, and that's the thing with planning just having that kind of yeah intention like in, intention intention and purpose have kind of been the, the key themes like for there and having that go along with action and not just, yeah, not just having actions for action's sake, having thought behind it. And then it's just about, it's just a matter of getting, getting momentum. I, I feel because especially when you just see goal oriented, like purposeful people, like people like on a mission, that's, just, that's not just, Oh, they just said one day and then they'll go. That's a lot of continuous action. That's been go. That's been, essentially cascading into a a monumental kind of event from there so yeah that's that's kind of how 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 i see things and then what the importance of planning is for that 
Definitely. And those types of people tend to like, it's all, every phase of the plan is important, but the, the most important, the, the biggest focus is on just what's the next thing. Yes. You know, what's that next step yeah. like, from there? Like they do understand how it slots into the bigger picture, but most of their focus is on just the next exactly. thing, the next Because step. they're not thrown off by what j- happened already. Or what's uh, way down what's, the road. What's way down the road, exactly. Yeah. It's just right. like, what's this next thing? How are we going to tackle this? And Stay in the now, focus on what you can control, and that's usually what's just most in front of you. Or the yeah, thing closest what's to right you. ahead of you yeah. Yeah, from there. Yeah. I mean, it's not only the most pragmatic, it's really the only thing you can do. Yeah. So, yeah. like, logically. It's the only thing you can do, but not the only thing people usually think about. Right. Yeah. It's how, what? You want me to do like the a, thing that I should be doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sounds like you're trying to control me, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Planning. Planning on planning. Don't plan on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Why are you trying to plan? But, uh, okay. Sound good. Any other words before we close out? The lesson of the day is have a purpose. Yeah, have a purpose. Have a plan. Like, plan on sponsoring Pancreation Philosophy on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Pancreation. Yeah, wait, what what were you going to say? Do you know where I can get some Pancreation sweaters? Oh, man, that's a great question. athletic attire? Yeah, yeah, you could find, well, athletic attire, hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts. You can find that all at Spreadshop. That's Spreadshop.com. Look up Pancreation Philosophy. Yeah, you'll get all kinds of Pancreation Philosophy attire, tote bags, maybe a big must shirt. Yeah. That big, big must swag. Yeah. Big must RIP. But uh Sounds yeah. like a good plan. Yeah. Plan on it, guys. All right. And if you're listening, well, you have listened, so plan on listening some more. But to listen some more, you can subscribe, like, share, yeah. Tell a friend. Follow on Get Spotify. a friend. Yeah. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, Are we yeah. on Parlor? What's up? We on Parlor? On Parlor. What's that? I don't know. Just get on all the social media. Oh, on all the social media. Yeah, yeah, sure. SoundCloud. Clubhouse. And then uh, I, I am on SoundCloud. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.